0: Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Oh, hey there, Andrea here. Now, just before we get to this wonderful episode today, I wanted to let you know that I can help you write your book. I'm a book doula. I believe that books change lives, but the question comes, whose life will you touch with your book? So the idea here is that I want to help you set yourself up no matter what self-doubt is showing up for you so that you can transform your ideas, your passion, and your hard-earned knowledge into a book that serves to help others including yourself. I would love to help you. I offer weekend writing retreats so that you can confidently create a rough draft version of your book from scratch in one weekend, no matter what self-doubt is creeping in, because I know it does. It always does. The imposter syndrome, self-doubt, procrastination, all these things. But I want to move the pain of writing a book into being pleasure. So book writing can be pleasurable, and that is my goal, and I am here to help you. I support you along the process along the way and I do have weekend writing retreats so I host them every other month and I would love for you to be a part of that so if you wanted to write a book and you wanted to help others in this world and share that harder knowledge I would love to help you along that process if the weekend writing retreat doesn't seem like something that interests you I also offer 90 day that's three months write your book in three months one-on-one coaching services as well so go to my website at andreaside And I'd love to support you on your book creation journey. Hey there, welcome. It's Fascinating Fridays. This is a brand new episode. I'm so excited because we're going to talk with really fascinating people about fascinating things. And today I have such a great guest on the show. I'm laughing because you guys can't see him if you're listening to the podcast, but he's already dancing away, which is so fun. Uh, Jeff Harry is on the show today. He is a wonderful person who is all about rediscovering your play. He helps staff and and companies and people really infuse this idea of play into their day-to-day, which rhymes. Anyway, Jeff is an international speaker and presenter at conferences all over the world, and he's most recently been featured in the New York Times article how to add more play to our grown-up life, even now, even with COVID. This guy is awesome. He is all about embracing his nerdy genius, which he does 100%, and he encourages us to do the same. So here we go. He's also a fellow positive psychology enthusiast, and we are so excited. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thanks for coming. Yes, I'm so excited. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Yay. So today we thought we'd talk a little bit about the inner critic. And yes, the inner (laughs) critic, which we all have, right? It's that inner Mm -hmm. voice inside our head that reminds us that we're not good enough or, you know. So tell me a little bit more about your perception of the inner critic that comes up in our brain.
1: Yes. So. As, as you already know, right? We are, have a negativity bias to begin with, right? Our, our brain is designed in that way because it's trying to protect us. The lizard brain, there are many ways of describing it. Um, and in that realm, when you were in third or fourth grade, you or whatever grade that like it got infused in you, there's this voice that is still telling you stuff to you know, protect you from getting hurt because you don't want to get hurt. You don't want to be embarrassed. You don't want to do this. So you have to ask yourself, like, what is that voice that's in my head? And who is that? Right? Is that third grade me? Is that seventh grade me? Is that is that Dorothy who I didn't like in high school? Is that Chad who was at my first job and was so mean to me? Like, is it the bully? Is it a combination of your mom and dad? Like, there's so many different voices that are coming in, and I even run a workshop called "How Do You Play in your, with Your Inner Critic," and I remember, in the middle of running one of the workshops, someone stood up. Because we were, you know, and I'll I'll talk about embodying your inner critic in a moment, but, and she said, I have a UN meeting of inner critics, there's like five of them, and they just keep showing up different, different, you know, realms, I have Teela Tequila, and then I have, you know, you know, Susie, Smashing Susie, and it's just, and there's so many of them, I just don't have one.
0: It's interesting. Yeah, a lot of us have. And it's so fun because I know some of the exercises is identifying those, the inner critic. And even if there's multiple of them, like, you know, I know sometimes there's drill sergeant inner critic. Sometimes there's, you know, the green gremlin inner Mm -hmm. critic. So I love that you say that, that yes, sometimes we have a lot of different voices.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, but you want to you wanna dive into how we can play with them more?
0: Yes. But I think the listeners are probably wondering, and I know me, myself too, is, and what works for me really well sometimes is just first recognizing when that voice does come up. Right. So how, how do people do that? Like in, in with your experience and, um, you know, I'd love to delve in that. How do you find that inner critic? Because half the time we're on autopilot, we don't even realize that that voice is going on in your, in your head. I mean, I even have clients sometimes that say to me, and they say it right out loud, says, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm such a fatty. I have one client that came, came to my house one time. She goes, I'll be the fat one that comes to the door. I'm like, oh my gosh, like you're so mean to yourself. And so like, there's, there's that, right? It's like she doesn't even realize that she's yeah. doing it half the time. So let's talk a little bit about that and how we can all work with that and, and kind of become more self-aware.
1: I think there's two things first. First off, it's like, don't beat yourself up that you haven't noticed it so far because even your inner critic will criticize you for not recognizing your inner critic. Right. (laughs) It's so meta in that. Right. But you can start to tell that your inner critic has been talking to you because you start to feel sad or you start to feel bad or something is just like eating at you. And that's when you have to stop and be aware as we've been taught so much in positive psychology and just been like, what was I thinking right before this right before I went into this like state right so that's one way um another way and this is really interesting that I've done with my friends is as soon as you start feeling bad you start to listen and be like what 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 did I just say to myself and you start writing it down And just the idea of writing it down, your inner critic is not very creative because they're from like your childhood. So they're saying the same things all the time, right? You're stupid, you're fat, you'll always be (laughs) a loser. You're going to be single forever. You'll never get married. Oh, you are married, but they're going to divorce you. Like All of the things, it doesn't really, but all of them. So I sometimes will as I'm feeling crappy about myself, I will literally either write it down or I have a pact with my friends where we will text each other and say our inner critic is coming up and we'll start writing it to each other. And simply once you recognize, you learn this over time, but once you recognize what are the common uh, playlists as my friend Marsha Shandor does, it's just like there's only four or five songs your inner critic has, that's it. So once you recognize one of those songs, you'll start to recognize it over and over again and be like, oh, here comes the playlist again.
0: Yes. Oh my God, that's so good. So it's just becoming a little bit more aware of that playlist. And it's it kind of, I like how you make it a little light. It's like, okay, like don't beat yourself up for not noticing the inner voice before. But at the same time, it's like, it's usually saying the same the same message and then kind of tap into when it is that you're feeling bad and you're feeling like, Ooh, like heavy and sad or just, you know, mm-hmm. some negative emotions. Like, well, what was I thinking just before I felt that way? And chances are, you're saying it's probably that inner critic or that, that song that it keeps coming up. And we say yep. song is like the tune that it comes up, right? Exactly. In your head.
1: Exactly. It's like, here comes, I'm a loser song. There it is. <laughs> it, 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 it.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm dying. Okay. So what next? What do we do with that?
1: What I do in our workshops is we start off by first writing it down, like writing down all of the songs that are being sung to you, just so you can see it on paper. Because once you see it on paper, then you're like, is that true? Is that ever true? Is that always true? You know, because you then realize you're like, not only is it just such a mean voice, but also it's just like, wait, what do you mean I'm always going to be single? I'm with someone right now. Like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, you start recognizing, like, how, what do you mean I can't write a book? I wrote eight books already. You know, like, (laughs) like it challenges you to be like, oh, okay, this person is lying, right? And then I have people break up, you know, into uh, pairs and I have them, I, I have them look at the list and I ask them, what does this inner critic sound like? you know so it's just like does it sound like this is it like a little you know like evil <laughs> smurf like angry voice or is it like oh I my mean, gosh like oh uh, you're the grossest you know like oh uh, i hate you you know or is it like you know your parents you're like, never you need, good enough you're never you know you'll never crack up to to your sister your brother or whoever <laughs> i want to compare you to right um like is it an authority figure so then we identify with the inner critic sounds like and then we identify what the inner critic looks like
0: Ooh, like, i love is that this is
1: it chad from accounting that's like oh god oh you're so dumb you're so stupid you know like what is what does that person look like describe them you know really flesh out the character
0: I and then love all of a that. sudden
1: you know what they sound like you know what they look like you know what they say right? And then after that, this is the good one. And, and, and Marsha Shondor in her, in her talk taught me this, which is like, then you name them. Then you got to name them. So mine is Gargamel, you know and gargamel yeah is from the smurfs and he's just like hey, you're the worst like his shoulders are all scrunched up and he's you know and he's just like everyone's going to know you're full of you know bs uh-huh. yeah no one will ever pay you for anything uh-huh. you know um it's like that right so so you really and, and then what we do which is hilarious Is we have each person embody their inner critic and then walk around and speak to each other. So hilarious. Speak to each other, saying these ridiculous things. And what you start to hear from people is not only is that you have the same voices, right? But also that it's just so absurd. And you start laughing at it. You start seeing it. So
0: hilarious when you look at it that way.
1: You just look at it that way. And
0: some people aren't ready.
1: In our, in our workshop. Some people are like, I'm not ready to do that. So then I'm like, just stay in the corner and just talk to your inner critic yourself. Maybe you're not ready, to do, but still embody it because once you do that and you shine a light on it, it's almost like that inner critic's like a goblin or Voldemort or like whatever the light hits it, it's just like, it starts to creep away.
0: Um, That's and- Then you can just
1: always say to your friends that you were like, oh, I'm sorry, Gargamel's speaking right now. And then you can literally turn to Gargamel in your mind and be like, Gargamel, you're not running the vehicle anymore. Thank you for your contribution. I'm not getting rid of you because you can never get rid of your inner critic. And the more you spend trying to get rid of it, the more dangerous it'll come up. But you can put it in the back seat and be like, hey, I'm happy you're still here. But you're just not running anything anymore.
0: And you can turn it down like it's on a dimmer switch, like just turn it down. It's like, you know what? Your voice isn't going to be as loud, but I love what you're saying too. And I love this exercise of separating yourself first from that inner critic, that that isn't you. And then I love the ridiculousness of it when you actually listen to what it's saying and you take on, you kind of personify or embody, like you say, that, that inner critic. And then what happens is, it's like, and then you actually act like it. And then it suddenly sounds funny because you realize oh my gosh, I would never say this. I would never have like someone, I would never want this inner critic person, mm-hmm. persona, this thing with Gargamel to be speaking to any of my friends, let alone myself like this. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's almost like, and I love the way you make it comical, which is so great because it actually ends up being comical because it's it's almost... It's almost shocking what your inner critic is saying.
1: Right. And then I even think of your, your client that was just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be the fatty that's coming to this workshop, right? If you were to work with her and she was able to name it, then when she said something like that, you'd be like, oh, I see Mean Mary is back. You know, like, oh, yeah. And then she'd be like, and then she would recognize it too. So your friends can also point it out to you when, you know, your inner critic is showing up.
0: Yeah, so true. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm curious. I, I know we all have our own inner critics. So we, once we've identified it, once we play with it, um, are there any strategies or fun ways to kind of turn down, turn it down, tone it down in order to successfully, like, I love the way you say like to talk to it. And it reminds me of like, you know, talk back to your thinking or like, you know, take your thinking to court. Um, what are your strategies to help um, people kind of go through that?
1: Well, I think after you've recognized it, right, and after you've documented it and after you've texted somebody it, you know, which frankly helps tremendously. Anytime you write it down and email it to somebody or text someone, or you just write in your journal to yourself, once you see it on paper, it already quiets. It just starts because the line is, is shined on it. Then once you acknowledge it, like, oh, my Gargamel's speaking up, also, it, it also quiets down. But a third way of doing it, which I also love, is then instead of listening to your inner critic, you listen to your inner superhero, which a lot of- that people don't explore oh right? boy or you, or other people refer to it as your inner cheerleader or however you want to describe it but there is an opposite character that also is cheering you on especially when you're like running or you're speaking or you you're about to do something really scary and that character shows up and is like you got this you can do this you're awesome you know You've done this before, like, who is that? And doing the exact same thing of identifying what that person looks like, what that person sounds like, or what that character, and then actually listening to it and just being like, what would my, as my inner critic is speaking to me, what would my inner superhero say right now? My inner critic is telling me that I will never accomplish anything. What is my inner superhero saying? Oh, my inner superhero is saying, well, look at all these things you've already accomplished. I don't know what he's I don't know what Gargamel's talking about because you've already done all these things. That, okay. Oh, Gargamel, do you have a response to that? Oh, you don't? Okay, great. All right, see, Gargamel. You know, it's as simple as that, right? It's just, it's just like you are now having this discussion because you you already know you're having it, but you're like, what is my inner superhero? You know, and if it's not an inner superhero, it's like your mentor or what would, what would my future self give say to me right now? Like you can think of whatever person or character gives you confidence and reach out to them at that moment and then be quiet enough to really hear what they have to say.
0: Oh, there's the key right there is just be quiet enough to hear what they have to say. Yeah. Listening in. I love that and tapping into your strengths and, Uh, So beautiful, right? That's so good. Oh my God, that's so fun. Okay. So is there anything else? So you've given us so much. There's so many things we can do. We can name it, the inner critic, we can hear it and kind of embody it and act it out we can as soon as it's speaking it's like oh you know whatever you call it bad betty's back (laughs) Uh, whatever it is you could name it and then say and then and text a friend or write it down um you you gave us so many other wonderful strategies too about then also having your superhero come in and talk to it is there is there anything else like there's so many wonderful tips there but I'm wondering is there anything else yeah Uh,
1: so my friend Gary Ware and I run a workshop called can I swear on this on this channel if no not, you no. can't no okay. but you
0: know what I'm just kidding you can't but the little kids that are listening and the moms that have their their kids in the back or dads that have their kids in the back seat while they're listening to the podcast tell them to plug their ears right now now right. you can swear. So you plug your ears,
1: right <laughs> so I run a workshop with my friend Gary Ware called how to deal with a-holes at work through play right also called how to deal with toxicity at work through play and we go through all these ways in which you address this, but the, one of the biggest ones to address you know, that toxic person is you have to recognize your own inner toxic person, your own inner a-hole, right? And here's the power of doing that, by, by recognizing that when this mean person says something to you, what happens is it triggers your inner critic to be like, you see, someone else believes that, right? But here's the power. If you're able to set your boundaries and you're able to recognize from your inner critic, oh, that is not true. Actually, I do have a lot to say at this meeting. Actually, I am smart and I am qualified to do this job. And then somebody says something to trigger you. If you are able to address your inner critic and you've done the work, when Chad says that to you, you can be like, Chad, that is extremely rude. Don't ever say that to me, which is really powerful because now you're setting a boundary for that person. But the other thing that's really powerful too is you're inspiring everyone else to be like, oh my gosh, she stood up to Chad. (laughs) And, And they get empowered as well to be like, well, I shouldn't tolerate that either. And then all these people are speaking up against this bully or toxic person. And they're practicing dealing with their inner critic. And, it, and, it, and dealing with that actually has a pe- beneficial, beneficial, positive impact on everyone that's around you. Oh, so you're not just so good. doing it for yourself. You're doing it for the community. You're doing it for society. The whole idea of like, don't ask what the world needs, ask what makes you come alive because the world needs more people to come alive. This is your opportunity to do that by addressing your inner critic. You're doing it for the world, not just yourself.
0: I love that. Oh my gosh, Jeff, there's so much goodness in this. Uh, I cannot thank you enough for coming on to the show today and allowing us to rediscover our play. And I would love the listeners to know where they can get a hold of you. How can they connect with you? Because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that want to, you know, even just follow your Instagram because it's hilarious. Like you are so, so much fun. Um, Where can they get a hold of you? I will put everything in the show notes too, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so they can find me at rediscoveryourplay.com. I'm happy to talk to you about your inner critic if you're struggling with it. I'm uh, happy to walk you through the exercise. Um, and then on my handle, Jeff Harry Plays, J-E-F-F-H-A-R-R-Y-P-L-A-Y-S. That's my handle. And I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and youtube all of that all of that
0: yay awesome and of course they'll be in the show notes but i can't thank you enough for your time and coming on the show today and you're coming back though right oh yeah Yeah. awesome me too okay we'll talk soon
1: thanks so much take care
0: If you like this podcast, that's like personal training for your mind, you've got to come over to my website at andreasadell.com, where I take all these books, I highlight, coach and summarize the content in my unconventional book and coaching club. Let's face it. No one is sunshine and butterflies all the time, but we can make happiness a lifestyle. So I want to invite you to sign up at my website for my freebies and giveaways so that you can start each week positively. Finally, don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to, download and write a review because they really help grow the show.